Welcome to Crazy Little Thing Called Marriage. I'm Greg. And I'm Erin. We've been married for 31 years. We're marriage counselors, and we lead the marriage team here at Focus on the Family. Today, Greg, I am so excited to talk about how can we genuinely relish life with our spouse? Because we all know we can get caught up in the busyness of life or maybe even experience conflict within the relationship. And sometimes it really makes it hard to just relish what God has given us in our marriage. Yeah, it's really, I think we can all relate to this because we all get busy. There's mm-hmm. moments where not only do we feel disconnected, but you know we can feel like we're running totally parallel lives. I know mm-hmm. when we were recently, what, a couple of years ago, moving mm-hmm. from one house into another house, I know that we just we were so busy, so exhausted, so worn out, just had so much going on with mm-hmm. all those details that I remember like towards the end of the day, all of a sudden as we were carrying boxes together, we went, Oh my goodness, it's our anniversary today. And we we both just forgot just in mm. the midst of of all the craziness of of you know switching homes. You know what's so funny? I don't remember that at all. You don't. <laughs> so I not only forgot our anniversary, I don't for I I don't remember that we forgot. <laughs> remember we were horrified going what is wrong? Does this yeah. mean anything? How could we? I mean, we yeah. run the marriage department. It focus on the family. Yeah. It's it's probably illegal that we forgot our yeah. wedding anniversary. But it makes sense. It was chaos. Yeah. And it was stressful and yeah, that makes sense that we forgot, but we remembered just in the nick of time. <laughs> well, and we kind of went, you know what? We acknowledged that, yeah, we're, we're in a busy season. It doesn't mean anything. Let's just pick another mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. Because we, we do 100% believe in celebrating uh-huh. anniversaries. You know, when I think about even the word to celebrate means mm-hmm. to enjoy each other. So there's certainly going out, doing something to where we're having fun with each other. But but a deeper meaning of the word celebrate is to honor something valuable. Mm, mm-hmm. and, and I think that's why we were so disturbed because it was mm-hmm. like, are we saying that this marriage doesn't matter to us or it's not valuable? Well, and it goes back to what I said when um, in the opening, as far as there's times that we are busy, that we are in conflict, but that does not take away the value of our marriage. Yeah. And it is worth celebrating and it is worth honoring. Yeah. And we have some great segments coming up. Later on, we have a conversation with Alex Seeley, who happens to be our engineer. And he's a newlywed here at Focus. We're going to talk about how he's learned to love both his life and his wife in the midst of all the chaos mm. of being a newlywed. Well, especially dealing with us. Right. That's That's fair. <laughs> We'll also hear a question from one of our listeners who wants to know, how can she respond to her husband when he's not willing to celebrate and appreciate her? Mm -hmm. But first, we had a great conversation with Alexandra Kirkendall about a nine-month experiment she did to start loving her actual life more. She's an author and a co-host of the Open Door Sisterhood podcast. Let's listen to the conversation we had with Alexandra. But overall, Alex, what would you say you learned from the experiment? Like, really, what did God teach you specifically about your marriage? About my marriage? Um, I would say noticing is a big part of contentment. So noticing 
what he is doing, noticing mm-hmm. how he is gifted. And I want to put on a lens of looking for the best and believing the best in him. And it's so easy when you're exhausted and stressed to get into this scarcity mentality of, if you were different this way, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then my life would be better. Um, or things would just be easier. I think looking for what small changes can I do to serve him better? Um, And I know that can sound trite. And for somebody who's living in a space of being angry Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. feeling like, no, he actually does need to step up a little more. Right. right. uh, That can feel discouraging Mm -hmm. or even make me angry. And I've been in that place. So I get that. I totally get it. I also know I've been in that place. And when I have asked with humility for the Holy Spirit to give me new eyes for my husband, I have never been disappointed. Mm. The Holy Spirit always comes through. Mm. I'm getting teary as I talk about it, but it's true. Because I had someone just yesterday tell me, she, cle- she comes and cleans our house twice a month, and she had just visited some extended family. And she said, you know, <laughs> life is too short to fight with your family. Mm-hmm. And I told my husband that when he got home because we'd had an argument that morning <laughs> before he left for work. And we were like, did she, did she put cameras in here sometime <laughs> when she was cleaning? <laughs> but it was exactly what we needed, just life is too short and we have to keep going back to it because we are not done as a married couple. Mm, we have right. to keep going back to these foundational beliefs that we want to believe the best in each other. We want to serve each other. Mm-hmm. And I think the majority of your listeners, they want that. Yeah. And if they are also in a place where it's hard, I know that tension well. And that is part of living on earth in the sinful state of the world that we live in. We have the, the knowledge of the hope of Christ that He can make all things new, and He mm. can redeem, and He can restore. And we still sin, and we still hurt each other, and we still make mistakes, and we still live in these patterns, and we need to break free from them. And so how do we walk in that tension? It's hard. Mm. It's hard, and there's no like easy three-step, I wish there was, process except to say, God, help me with today. Give me the bread I need for today in my marriage. Give Mm -hmm. me the patience I need today in my marriage. And yeah, pray for your husband too, that he gets more patience. (laughs) And know that God is going to do a work in you. And that's what you can ask for. And that's what you can work toward. And I just trust Marriage is this mystery of the Holy Spirit working in both people, Mm. and it's a beautiful mystery, and it is not easy or clean or neat or tidy, and it is good. Mm -hmm. All of those things can be true at the same time. Mm. And so I think that's my word of encouragement, Mm. is know that it can be hard, and it can be good and moving in the right direction at the same time. Mm. Well, that's really good. We love your, your, your heart and your emotion for your husband, for your marriage, for your family, mm-hmm. and, and, and for you in mm-hmm. what God taught you through the experiment. So, Alex, for that person who is feeling this inspiration, like, man, that I need that same experiment that she went on, where's kind of the place to start? Um, well, I think 
to have good intentions and to say, I want to do this because I know that God has given me a life worth living and a life worth loving. And so it's praying for God to do that work in your heart and for eyes to see, because this experiment really is about noticing the small things and then making small changes. So to ask God to give you eyes to see things that are good in your life, and He will, Mm. because there are. And there may be hard things as well. Like I said, two things can be true at the same time. And we need to be looking for the places where God is working and ask Him to give us eyes to see that. Mm, It's so rich because Greg and I were just at lunch talking about this and really reflecting on how hard it is um, as women, as moms, to remain content because we have mm-hmm. so many different things screaming, like, look at what I'm doing. Look at what they're mm-hmm. doing. Oh, da, da. And it, it robs us of that contentment and joy for the life we do have. And I just so appreciate that, Alex, because women need to hear this, that there can be contentment. And it has so much to do with how we choose to see our life. Mm-hmm. And And if all of that noise of the world, that's why I started with quiet, Mm. as the starting point of my experiment. If all of that noise of the world is keeping you from loving your tangible life, your actual life, turn it off. I give you full permission to Mm -hmm. take a break from Instagram, to turn the news off. You don't have an obligation every day of your life to have that external input. And turn it off and read scripture. And I know that sounds so trite, and yet it's so real. It's mm-hmm. the food and the bread that we need to see the world with that lens that God can give us. And sometimes it means shutting off the world a little bit, and that's okay. Boy, I really like the nine-month experiment mm-hmm. and how that, that taught her to look at what her husband was doing rather mm-hmm. than what he wasn't mm-hmm. doing. But but it's also, though, important to be able to have a conversation when you're frustrated with your spouse. Maybe, you know, if a wife is frustrated that her husband, you know, she doesn't feel like he's stepping up or really mm-hmm. helping out around the house enough, helping with the kids. So let's talk about, you know, how, how do we really have that sort of conversation? Because I know, Aaron, we had to have a very similar conversation, and it's one of my all-time favorite moments in our marriage because I was so stunned at your reaction to what I thought was the most loving question. Uh. Remember this? You you were home with the kids, so it was late in the evening that I was returning from work. And as I walked in and I could just sense that something had gone on, maybe some battles with the kids or you were just worn out, Mm -hmm. exhausted, homework, dinner, I mean, Mm -hmm. all the stuff that was going on. Mm -hmm. So I just felt all that chaos. And so I simply walked up to you, gave you a kiss and kind of looked around and went, oh, hey, hey, how, how, what do you need from me? How can I jump in and help? Yeah. And I'll never forget your response because that was so not what I was expecting. Well, and I've talked about this on radio before <laughs> and there's different responses to it. But I honestly, you came in and you were like, how can I help? And I'm like, what do you mean? How can you help? Open your eyes and look around because there is chaos pretty much 
everywhere in this home right now. And you're and you're an adult and you can see that, you know, someone's in the corner over there melting down coloring on the wall and <laughs> I'm trying to make dinner and something's overflowing over there. Two of them are fighting. Jump in anywhere you choose. <laughs> yeah. You explained that very well. Yeah, cuz in the moment when you literally said, yeah. "Hey, you're an adult, just look around, jump in." Yes. And, and I was so offended by that right? because I was thinking, oh, look at me. I'm being so such a servant. I'm trying to help out in any way. And so later on that night, I actually came to you and said, hey, you know, that, that little interaction we had right after I came home, that, that kind of stung. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not, I'm not sure why you, you got frustrated with me because I genuinely was trying to to help. Right. But what you ended up explaining to me was one of the best paradigm shifts that I've Mm -hmm. ever been through in our marriage. Well, and it's interesting because when someone offers to help, basically what they're saying is it's your job. Yes. And so I'm stepping in to help you with your kids. And I'm like, what? I, if I, if I recall, these children are not just mine, thank goodness, because we got to share the load here. It was yeah. one of those chaotic seasons of having four small little kids. And I wanted to know that you were my partner, right. that you're my teammate, that you're in this with me, that I'm not alone, because I think my greatest fear was being alone. Yeah. And so really recognizing that I, I mean, I could see that your heart was good, but honestly, I was so empty by the time you got home that evening that I was just desperate. Yeah. to know that my teammate was coming home to join me, not to help. And, and I never had really thought about or really had noticed that dynamic. Mm-hmm. And, and once you said it to me as we were standing there in our little bathroom getting ready mm-hmm. for bed, it, it's just like the light went off. Because it made sense to me that, that it was almost like the message I was giving you is, hey, in this moment, you know, I'm available, so put me to work. But otherwise, this is really all your job. Yeah. And so you better do it well and do it right, yeah. that kind of thing. Right. And, and what it helped me to do was to decide that, that I, one, that's not true. Mm-hmm. And it not, it, that's just not your job. You're not fully responsible for our kids and mm-hmm. our household, I mean, any of that. And what it helped me to do was to go, okay, how can I posture then myself in a clear way that, that I am also with you 100% responsible for this. Because Mm -hmm. obviously at that season, you were working in our home. I was working outside of our home. Mm -hmm. So there's a, there certainly is a natural, yeah, we're dividing things up, but it was how I was positioning or Mm -hmm. posturing Mm -hmm. the responsibility that probably left you feeling alone. And, And that's a great question. If you're brave enough to ask your spouse, you know, are there are there areas in our marriage that that you feel solely responsible mm-hmm. for this? Mm-hmm. Like you feel alone, like this is your burden to bear by yourself. Because right. right. that's what I went, no, never again. I don't ever want you to feel that way. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm not talking about the practical, what will we do to divide up all of our mm-hmm. responsibilities, mm-hmm. both in and outside the home? Well, you for sure don't want to go down that rabbit trail. Uh, oh, who's who's doing more? Ugh. Who's more tired? I I just laugh at the number of 
very long conversations we had about who was more tired and who's done more. Such a waste of time. It is a total waste of time. It will never lead you to deeper connection. And so really, first and foremost, as you and I always say, is looking inside, looking internal. What is going on for me? What am I feeling? And I was feeling totally alone, overwhelmed. Um, taking advantage of exhausted. That this was all your responsibility. And so I'll help out when I can, if I'm feeling up to it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think as you, as you then become aware of what's the real issue for me, Mm -hmm. I mean, that, that's so worth having the discussion, Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. know, for you and I outside of, you know, coming home and in the moment, in the heat of the moment, really talking about, you know, how are you feeling and what's going uh-huh. on? And and that's why I say a great question is, are there areas that you do really do feel alone mm-hmm. that you're bearing the burden of mm-hmm. whatever it is fully on your own? Yeah. And make sure that you're doing this, you're approaching it, reminding each other, hey, remember, we're teammates. I'm for you. I'm with you. And how can we do this? How do we practically figure out what needs to happen here? So it's a win-win. So we are functioning as one, that we are really backing each other up. And I mean, that leads to a whole different outcome. Yeah. And and really, and that was a part of what Alexandra was talking about, Uh that a part of what she learned is, you know, how do we function better than as a team? So, you know, learn more about this nine-month experiment. I mean, it was it was a fantastic experiment. You can try it out yourself. We have our book here at the ministry available for a gift of any amount. It's called Loving My Actual Life, an Experiment in Relishing What's Right in Front of Me. You know, it's because of your financial support that we're able to do this podcast and, and the other ministry that we do. So please donate and get your book today. Yes, all the details will be in the show notes. So we are so excited today because we have our very own Alex Seeley with us, who is our engineer for the podcast. And we kept giving him a hard time saying, we want you to come and sit down here with us so we can interview you about your first year and a half of marriage. Well, because we've interviewed his wife. Several times. He kept having these lame excuses. Yeah. And what's fun is on Mondays, we do kind of this big all staff kind of quick Devo information and always see them together. They're Mm. always just huddled up, just being all first year marriage, like just affectionate and all of that. Trying to be respectful and not hopefully making anyone uncomfortable (laughs) by standing next to each other. It makes me always feel uncomfortable. So it's great to have you here with us. So seriously though, thanks for taking the time. Thanks for having me on. I'm so excited to be here. Good, good. So we're going to start with a really hard question. Oh man. Has there been a time in your marriage when you were just going through the motions? We're caught up in the busyness of life and, you know, we just end up just doing the next thing. Um, for you, Alex, how did you work against that? How'd you fight that? So I'm going to think about that just for a second, because I really thinking, thinking on my marriage with Megan over the last year and a half, um, there's not too many seasons to choose from because we are newlyweds. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I think how I'll answer is it's a weekly, monthly thing where some days and some mm-hmm. stretches of weeks will be maybe a bit more on like the busybody side of things and not um, as intentional as we could be. Well, even for that, so maybe then what surprised you the most about now that we're married 
you know, it, it, boy, it's hard to, you know, figure out time together Mm -hmm. or like, what's been the most surprising as far as just your time together? Mm. I think the most surprising thing is actually, it's not something that I expected to say, but what was surprising is that some of the, some of the things that I've maybe seen my parents do in their marriage, maybe like things that I might see is maybe not super. We'd never do that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, or maybe (laughs) just like small things like sitting together on the couch, watching a movie. Small things that, you know, we're not on a plane mm-hmm. to like Universal Studios to celebrate. <laughs> we're not on some big like romantic mm-hmm. dinner, but mm-hmm. we're just like maybe just little, making tiny, dinner together. Simple mm-hmm. moments. Yeah. yeah. Making mm-hmm. dinner together or, you know, going out and um, grocery shopping together, even though sometimes, especially at the beginning of our relationship, it was kind of tough to do that because we both wanted to take the lead. There's, but there's if, definitely a right way to go to the grocery store. Yes. And we don't know that before we get married. And then we get married and we realize that our spouse thinks they have the right way. Like How most people, they? for example, you know, we'll go up one aisle, then go to the next one, go down, and then curve around, go up, go down, that yeah. sort of motion. That's not the right way, though. No. Apparently, there's, <laughs> there's a better way. Oh, that, I do, do you know that they, way. The, the research actually shows that you should go around the perimeter because then you hit meat, eggs, milk, did you know that? I had no idea. Yes. Yes. You guys are making teaching this up. So I am not You're making this up. That is the truth. Really? That is the truth. That's actual research. That is, found it. That's, that is what they say is wow. the actual most efficient way to go to the store. Wow. But, is that like yeah. research done by Piggly Wiggly or some <laughs> other grocery store? Some very chain. reputable source. But yeah, I didn't expect to enjoy some of those menial yeah. tasks yeah. as much as I have. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. I had a couple in recently and they were talking about well actually the wife was talking about you know and over a romantic dinner like over you taking me out to the nicest place what i would prefer is just connecting with you emotionally Mm -hmm. and i think that's what you're saying some of these easy little things that i never dreamt would be a big deal actually are yeah yeah completely uh a lot of our relationship is finding activities that we can do together Uh so uh, I know we are all lovers of Monopoly Deal. Oh yes, here in the circle, big time. Um, so we we're love playing, playing that right now, right? <laughs> yeah, we're talking, cards yeah. on the That's table. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> not a bad idea at all. But yeah, playing board games, you know, mm-hmm. playing even video games together, like co-op, doing that, mm-hmm. uh, finding activities to do together. What about pickleball? We love playing pickleball. Oh, we should all go play pickleball. We play pickleball every Tuesday and oh, Thursday. You would do you really? Them, at least we try. We've been doing Tuesdays pretty. Um, consistently. Yeah, nice. Okay, good to know. Well, how so as you think about it, like how have you learned then to cherish the time that you have with Megan? I'm actually going to pull, and I have this written down so I don't get it wrong. I'm going to pull from this show. You guys had Kennedy Unthink on uh-huh. on an episode called Treating Your Spouse with Respect. It aired August 21st. Uh-huh. And this Kennedy is year. another newer Newlywed. married Yes, we got yeah. married individual. in the same month, Did same you? year. Uh-huh. Yeah, so we're on the same track. And I'm going to steal something he said because I've used it in my life. He was basically talking about how God has given him this person and said, hey, Kennedy, this is your wife. Your main job is to take care of this image bearer of mine. Mm. And I've completely taken that from him because it was such a reverent attitude. Mm. So I've actually taken that into my own marriage, looking at Megan, even if we're in conflict and having a hard time, looking at her saying like, this is an image of God Mm. right in front of me. And God's given me this Mm. task of cherish this person, take care of this person. That is your whole job before you die. And so that's one way that I've learned. And then the second way I've learned is honestly, 
anything from Gary Thomas, yeah. I just eat it up. Seriously. Yeah, he talks a lot about how not it is better. Greg and Aaron Smalley, of I know, course. Greg and Aaron Smalley, yes. of course. He I'm hears a little us insulted. We're trying we're, to we're cross our own land right here. <laughs> so Gary Thomas, yes, who I love as well. Yes, Gary Thomas saying it's better to give than to receive, mm-hmm. and how uh, I really, I, I really do think. I was a spider spouse before where I was like trying to manipulate her into giving me exactly what I wanted. Um, But instead of being that like manipulative kind of give me exactly Mm -hmm. what I want as your husband, really learning like, well, actually my job from God is to outdo her in showing honor and serve Mm -hmm. her more than I get. Mm -hmm. And so just kind of learning that has been a way that I've really tried to cherish my spouse. Of course it's, I'm trying to be a student every day Mm -hmm. because I don't think I'm going to be, actually at that point where I'm like, yes, I'm cherishing her the correct amount ever in my life. (laughs) So it's about being a student every day as well. Yeah. And even after 31 years for us, we are always growing and learning Mm -hmm. and continuing down that road because each season brings something new and, you know, seasons change and there's different challenges in different seasons. And so I love that you have that attitude of, of I'm growth oriented and I'm going to continue growing as an individual as well as in my marriage. Mm-hmm. So how would you encourage other couples to really be content in the life God has mm-hmm. given them as well as to cherish their spouse? Yeah. Um, this might sound, I don't know, kind of morbid, but... Well, our engineer will probably edit that out, but uh, yeah, don't worry um, about it. I, I heard someone say one time in a sermon that every bit of pain that we experience is less than we actually deserve from God. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we have chosen this life to sin. We've chosen to lie, steal, you know, disrespect other people. And so according to God's law, we actually deserve to be in hell right now because mm-hmm. we've sinned so much already. And it's just pure mercy and grace that we aren't in hell right now. So every bit of pain that I experience, though my flesh, my first like response is like, how dare this happen to me? How dare mm-hmm. my wife say that to me? I deserve this, blah, 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 blah. Instead, reorienting that to being like every, every second I'm not in hell is just like complete grace from God. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's the first way I've really kind of oriented my life to be content with what God's given me because... He didn't have to do any of it. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that I get to work here, get to be married to Megan, get to even live and walk around and live my life for him is just a complete gift. So I think that is the first thing in how to be content. And then I think the second one, Luke ten twenty, Jesus is saying, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Mm. and going back to that over and over and over again, do not rejoice in this. And I I honestly just put everything else in there. Do not rejoice in that my marriage is this, or my job is this, or my stage of life is this, but rejoice that my name is written in heaven. Having everything future oriented to Mm -hmm. the day that I get to be with my Lord is just so much easier to be content because everything else doesn't really matter as long Mm. as I can look forward to that. Of course it that's the right Christianese answer. Mm-hmm. My lived experience is a battle to get to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so specifically, how to be content with my life, th- those are the answers I would have. With my spouse, again, I would go back to what Kennedy was talking about. With this is a completely unique image bearer that is unlike every other person on the planet that has ever existed. And I get the chance to know her. And yeah, it's really that, that difference between the lived experience and what the right answer is. 
is vast because a lot of my experience is, you know, not being content, being selfish, being mm-hmm. defensive, being reactionary, but it's hard to get to that point. So it's all about, yeah, that growth mm-hmm. mindset. That's really good. I love that. And I always think about the phrase, comparison is the stealer of joy yeah. and contentment. And when our eyes are off on other things and what we should have or could have or blah, 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 versus what we do have, mm-hmm. when we settle into the gifts that we have been given, including our spouse, wow. That's a that's a whole um, another ball game. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. Well, Alex, again, thank you. Mm-hmm. And I was taking us a while to get you into this room on that side of the mic. So mm-hmm. we just we're grateful that you took the time. And I think next time we need to get Alex and Megan. I think so. Yeah. I would like that. And Alex, just so much wisdom in your year and a half of marriage. I just love hearing. Um, I love hearing what you have to say on this side of the mic. Thank you. Thank you both. Well, now we're going to move on to our weekly Q&A, and this is the part of the show where we answer your burning questions about marriage. Please send us your questions. You can click the link in the show notes or go to crazylittlethingcalledmarriage.com and click the button on the side of our show page to leave us a voicemail. And if your question gets answered on the show, we're going to send you a copy of our book, Crazy Little Thing Called Marriage, 12 Secrets to a Lifelong Romance, for free, is our way of saying thank you for listening and reaching out to us. Today's question comes from Michelle, so let's listen to the voicemail that she sent in. Hello, um, my husband deals with pain, neck pain, back pain, all these types of things to do with pain. He deals with a lot of it. But he, I don't know if this is okay, but I feel like he should still celebrate my birthdays and like accomplishments and I make it work, but he does not. But yet he does for his family. He doesn't acknowledge that when I've brought it up. He doesn't agree that he celebrates uh, their birthdays. I don't know. I just kind of wanted to get your advice about that. Thank you. Hmm. That is a hard scenario. And Michelle, I'm so glad that you called in to let us in because I can imagine that the pain runs deep. So what, of course, as we will often say, so important for you to show up and take care of your hearts. That's always your job given to you by God. So stepping back away from the situation, um, my husband's not celebrating my birthday, stepping back from that and really checking in with you, what am I feeling as a result of that? How is this impacting me? Because it might impact you different than someone else. Um, You might feel unappreciated or worthless or devalued, unloved, invisible. So really, I just want to encourage you, let your heart matter and you know let it matter to you and god and i would encourage you we have a a thing called the care cycle and i'm guessing we could even put a link in the show notes to what is the care cycle and that is really how we encourage people to really care for their individual heart i know that the care cycle has worked for me many times 
And it is something that we can do both proactively and reactively. And I really like that because, Aaron, what you're saying is that that when we're hurt and frustrated, we always have the ability to care about how we feel. Totally. Inviting God into that. So there's always two people caring for how we feel, which just impacts in the way that, that we show up. That's not a mm-hmm. solution and that's not going in. Thus, your marriage will be great because right. the next part of this would be to get your heart open, which is the care cycle yes. really helps us to get our heart back open. But then, Michelle, I would really encourage you, take then, as you understand what those deeper emotions are, take those to your husband and, and let him know that this is how you feel. Mm-hmm. And when, when you don't feel celebrated, that it feels like this. And, you know, hopefully he'll care as well. Mm-hmm. You know, at the end of the day, it's your opportunity then, Michelle, to to really... Um, maybe give him some ideas on what celebration would look like for you. Because mm-hmm. remember, when we opened the show, we talked about celebrating is about enjoying each other. So there's a way that I'm hearing you want to be, you want to enjoy that your birthday, but then also to it's about honoring something valuable. And so there's a big part of you want to feel honored. Mm-hmm. And so maybe it's coming up with a solution that you know you guys are able to do. I know I I was thinking about this and. It, for me, there's for Christmas, I'll often buy several of the gifts that I really mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. because I know it's just, it's easier. I know what I want. I'll buy them and then you wrap it. And and so the part in there that I like is that, that I've, I'm getting something I know I really want, mm-hmm. but then you've done the wrapping because mm-hmm. I love to unwrap gifts. And, yeah. and, and so, Michelle, maybe there's you know, a way that you could create a, an Amazon, you know, wish list mm-hmm. and load that thing up with the things that you love. So it, it just simplifies it for him. Now he's able to get, he didn't have to go anywhere, but he's able to get that. Or maybe you're getting it and he's wrapping it or, or even I was thinking, you know, if there's certain kinds of cards that you like to get for your birthday, you know, maybe you buy a bunch of those and mm-hmm. he's got them and then he can right inside of them. Right. Where I could see that that conversation could go south is debating over whether or not he celebrates his family's birthdays, your birthday. Yes, you do. No, you don't. That will go nowhere. And so I would even encourage you like, hey, I don't want to debate what has or has not happened. I just want to let you know that this is really what my heart longs for. I want to be celebrated. And this is what that would look like for me. Because ultimately, it's being curious about, I wonder what in the world is going on. Is he fearful? He's not going to hit the mark. He's not going to be successful. He's going to fail. If he tries, it's not going to be good enough. I don't know. But it's worth going, this is what I'm looking for. I want to feel celebrated by you because you're my person. I don't want to debate about what has or hasn't happened because that definitely could take you down a road that's not going to lead to success. So, Michelle, thank you so much for your question. And look out for your copy of Crazy Little Thing Called Marriage. And if you're listening today and you have any questions for us, contact us. You can click the link in the show notes to leave us a voicemail. And remember, you can remain anonymous. That can be done as well.
Thank you for joining us for Crazy Little Thing Called Marriage. Learning to love the season you're in with your spouse takes intentionality, and we hope we were able to give you some practical tips and give you a lot of hope. Yeah, and be sure to like, listen, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You know, we want you to have a seat at the table every week as we help equip you and your spouse to have a lifelong and satisfying marriage. You know, we also want to see you grow spiritually both as individuals and as a couple so that you can invest in other couples to help them build thriving marriages. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll talk with you again next week about this crazy little thing called marriage. Is your marriage holding on by a thread? For deep hurt, you need deep healing that only comes from the Lord. And you'll find it at a Focus on the Family Hope Restored Intensive in Michigan. Our licensed Christian counselors will help you and your spouse get to the root of your issues in just three to five days. And it works. 80% of the couples are still married two years after attending. Learn more at HopeRestored.com and talk with a trusted advisor. That's HopeRestored.com.